Ooh. <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back in business, man. Another week, another glorious week, man. I got my co-host with me, Water. The ultimate co-host in life. The only co-host you will ever need. If there's one co-host that you will ever need 100%, without a doubt, is Water, man. Without water, we're done. We're dried up. We're dead. We're dehydrated. Ailments. Slow death. Horrible death. Leah's drinking water back here. She's taking a sip. And let water be contagious. Let water be When you see somebody drinking some crisp room temp, I don't know if room temp is crisp, but. When they, when they take a nice little swig, you ever watch something and somebody's trapped in the desert and they've been walking for mad long and then they pull out the little canteen, the little circular joint, and they just get a little swig of that water. You be like, mm. you feel it. You ever had water for the first time today and you can feel that water just go through your whole system? That's a great feeling, man. That's what water does for me. I'll be like, I try not to drink water as soon as I wake up because the taste is weird. I try to get my mouth in order first, you know what I'm saying? Rinse, gargle, brush your teeth. Then, then and only then do you partake in the waters. Because it's going to be a weird taste, man. Like when you wake up in the morning. It's just like, ugh. Where it tastes a little weird. But I want y'all drinking more water. And I know a lot of you don't. I know, I know far too many people that don't really put the time and the energy and the quantity in the water drinking. I need y'all to step it up, please. Please step it up, man. More water. You might not have to drink a gallon a day like I do. You don't have to do that. You might be small. You might not need all that. I don't know. It's none of my business. But my business is, I want you drinking more water, man. Stay hydrated. Amir is out of town. Leah is back here on the ones and twos. Hello, hello. Hold the porch, man. Hold on, let me plug in my laptop. There we go. Yeah. Um, if you like the shirt I got on, Art Simpson is uh, the guy that made this shirt. You can follow him on Instagram. Uh, he has a lot of dope, dope shirts. He be taking all my money. So if you about that Griselda life, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Get in on it. I got my patron saints in here. Uh, these are my co-hosts as well. The patron saints. Shout out to my saints, man. Salim. Sharon McBee, KD, um, Michaela, Dominique, Glenn Jeffers, Zakia, Cutie, B, Miss Ma'am, uh, Chase Ali, Matt Owen, Hey Scotty, Geraldine, Sherry Tucker, uh, Naturally D, Miss Ma'am, Randomly CJ, Savance X, Kiyomi, um, KD, Chris M, Simone L, uh, Styler, Ash Tamaria, Jay Thomas, Chris M, QDB, Michelle Lambert, Jesse Brom, KC, Two Jesse, Sylvia, oh wait, wrong. Yep, Sylvia, Aries Taurus. Wait a minute, hold on, Aries Taurus. <laughs> Aries Taurus. I need this explained. Aries Taurus, show yourself, reveal yourself. Aries Taurus. Why Aries Taurus? Hmm? 
You're gonna have to make a decision, man. You you not gonna you not gonna give me the cusp. Aries Taurus, where you at? Explain this name. You're gonna have to make a decision. You're gonna have to pick sides. Cause a lot of people be like, I'm on the cusp. I get it. You, you know, you might you might fit the, the description of each zodiac sign, but you're gonna have to make a decision. My birthday is April 19th. Okay. When does the when does the Aries and the Taurus when does when does the Taurus kick in? Hold on. I'm gonna look up the zodiac dates. Like the twentieth or twenty first. Right. It's always like that's usually the kick in, mm -hmm. right? Taurus dates. So April twentieth through May twentieth is Taurus. So you you Aries. You Aries, you you came in at the closing hours. You know how you go to CVS or you go to the grocery store right before they close? You was in there and they was like, yo, bring your purchases to the front so we can close this bitch. You was right there when Aries was closing down. They was like, bring your, bring your items to the front. And one of those items was you. So you are an Aries, man. Get out of here. <laughs> you Aries Aries Tanya R says April 22nd all day Taurus hold on Google Taurus dates so I went to another website because uh, they be changing the numbers they be moving the goalposts. Taurus dates Let's see. All right. Let me look at a different site. This one also says April 20th through May 20th. Y'all out here false flagging. Y'all out here false flagging. You know what I'm saying? The date, the date seems to be kind of concrete on April 20th. You know what I'm saying? So April 20th, May 20th. Malcolm X is a Taurus. He was May 19th. He right there. We claiming him. We claiming Malcolm. You know, Janet Jackson. Me. My mom. Uh, you know, your son is May 8th. That's a Taurus right there. You know what I'm saying? May 15th, that's Taurus gang right here, man. We not we not claiming two. We not. Leah, when's your birthday? June 13th. June. Before you tell me what it is, that's a Gemini. Oh, yeah. Gemini. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I dated the Gemini one time. That was the most <laughs> fun. That was the most dramatic shit I've ever done. That's fair. <laughs> it was some fun in there. Oh, I bet. But the fights. Oh, man. It was. Should Geminis be fire signs? That's the real question. Cause that was. Are you fiery? Well, we're also a little flighty, so the air makes sense. Okay, so you gonna you gonna put out the flame with the air, so it keeps the flame at bay. Is that what you're saying? You, just, you can't you can't control us. Yeah, we're all out in the ether, yeah. spreading ourselves around. What do you like angry? Uh, I'm angry. I get. You, I'm yeah, pretty hard headed. Your glasses fog up. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's the double man. side. It's the double side. This is duality. 
My brother Scott is a uh, Gemini. He used to have really bad road rage. I don't know if he still does, but he used to be. His road rage was epic. I was like, this the this the Gemini right here, man. Coming out angry. And then coming in the house smooth like it's good times. Uh, but shout out to the Geminis, man. You know, Geminis are special. You know what I'm saying? I got Geminis in my family. My youngest son is a, a Virgo. My oldest was a Capricorn. My mom is a Taurus. My other brother is a Capricorn. So it's a lot of earth signs in my life. My ex-girlfriend, Sabrina, was a Virgo. Not was. She is a Virgo. <laughs> my ex-wife is a Libra. Um, but yeah, we out here. And I feel like Taurus is, we, we, you know, we be getting, we be getting a bad rap because we stubborn. Y'all stubborn. And, and, you know, they say we stubborn and we like beauty too much. We shallow. We all about the beauty. And you know what? So what? I like beautiful things. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? So I like beautiful movies, beautiful houses, beautiful nature, beautiful women. You know what I'm talking about? Nice looking clothes, man. Let us live. Let us be out here, man. Um, I wanted to talk about. There's this thing I want to talk about. It's 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 involving how we talk about celebrities and famous people. Like I just one thing about people that I don't like is that we tear down celebrities. We tear them down. I feel like people disassociate humanity with celebrity. Like just because you're famous and you're rich and you're wealthy, we feel like you lose all human qualities. You know, whatever you do, we'll talk to you any kind of way. We'll disrespect you. We'll 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 fuss at you. We'll say all kind of wild shit about celebrities thinking that, you know, they won't have feelings. They won't care. Or who cares? They rich. You can cry in your million dollar, your two million, your seven million dollar home. You can, you can cry in your satin silk pillowcases, and th that's how people view celebrities. We'll say whatever we want to you, and you'll be all right because you're rich and famous. But that's bullshit. That's horse shit. I don't know. I don't know which shit is worse, bull or horse. But either way, is it's a shitty. I feel like the, the bullshit would be more robust and probably smellier. Cause I've I've come across some some horse shit. Cause you know the horses be out here in the community, they be in the streets, you know, cows be riding them, they be having horse riding. Sometimes the horse just be like right on the block. And then they'd be right there. But I just feel like and and what what made me think about it was the whole Drake Halle Berry thing. So Drake put out a new single and um, the the picture of the artwork attached to the single is Halle Berry getting slimed on Nickelodeon. So that's that was like the, the cover art for, you know, the single launch. And Halle Berry was like, yo, man, I'm not cool with this. They didn't get my permission to use the photo. A lot of people in the comment section, who who are you? You you ain't relevant anyway. This, this, that, and the third. She don't own that picture anyway. You know, they took whoever took the picture owns the picture. So it was just a lot of bullshit. And I was just like, then come to find out, Hallie doubled down and was just like, yo, Drake asked me 
if he could use my picture and I said no and he used it anyway so it was just like what's one what's the point of asking and two what's wrong with that and three why does she have to be disrespected because you're a fan of Drake you're gonna tear down Halle Berry and just be and just be like well who gives a fuck how she feels and like why and another thing like why would you still post it if they said no like especially when you're drake do you really need that photo that bad you wanted you one of the biggest musicians breathing right now do you any any photo that you associate with the song people going to pull up and listen to the song regardless his album cover looked like some hand drawn shit. It it doesn't even matter at this point. When you're when you're at a Drake level, you could put any photo up. You can you can he could he could be at home in his house shoes and post a picture of his house shoes and be like, yo, you get that new Drake single? It's just house shoes. It must be artistic. Anything. And the song features Scissor, who is equally as hot right now. She's one of the hottest artists in the game right now. Got her on the song. So people going to pull up and listen. So why double down and be like, you know what? I'm going to use this image anyway. And then why be mad at Halle Berry because she didn't want her image associated with the, with the track? And what is the track? I haven't listened to the song. But what is the track talking about? Why, why an image of, of Halle Berry getting slimed? What, what what's the message in this song you know what i mean and halle berry you know halle berry is like a beauty standard so is that part of the message that the song is a, is attached to like yeah you could be beautiful but you can get slimed up i don't know but i just notice how how people react to celebrities and it's just it's just cruelty. It's just like, damn, y'all really just be tearing people down. Like like celebrities don't have feelings. Like they ain't gonna get their feelings hurt. Like you know, like they're not gonna read something and just be like, damn, that that didn't make me feel good. And y'all know how it feels when somebody when somebody disrespects you or says negative things about you. It doesn't feel good, no matter who you are. You know what I'm saying? Your feelings gonna be hurt. You're gonna feel disrespected. You're gonna you gonna get defensive. And you be like, they can take it, they rich. But you know, money, money doesn't make you feel better. Or like, you know, when 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 the rich and famous they battle with depression and like suicide and like, why? You're rich. That's because money ain't everything, goddamn. Y'all should know that by now. You gotta be smart enough to know that. Y'all should know money ain't everything. You got all these millions of dollars, but you're still unhappy. That means money ain't everything. So just just be mindful of the stuff you say. I remember I learned that because um, I used to, I used to, you know, just say whatever about certain artists, like on Twitter or whatever. I'd just be like, man, such and such music is trash. And I'll still be feeling that way. I still be feeling that way, like man, you know, and we have that right. If you think that certain artists put out trash music, that's how you feel. But how you convey that—that's what you can control. You can't help what you like, but you can't help how you say it and how you talk about it. So I remember. So I'm gonna be transparent. I wasn't a fan of Flo Rida's music, like Flo Rida just 
sonically never did it for you, boy. And I used to go in on Twitter. And one day, this was years ago, one day I saw him at a comedy show I was doing. He was in the very back. And I was like, yo, a flow rider back then. I'm just up there doing my jokes. And he was laughing. And I felt terrible. I felt horrible. Because I was like, here I am, dissing this man's music on Twitter. And he back there laughing at my jokes. What if he came up and was like, yo, man, I'm a fan of your comedy, man. You you really funny, man. I like you. And then he goes back and reads my tweets. I, I, so ever since then, I was just like, I need to be mindful of what I say. You know what I'm saying? In, in the public space like that. Like, I don't have to like his music, but I can watch my words and how I, how I present. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of rappers out here. I ain't feeling none of it. Internally, I'd be like, man, this is bullshit. Internally, I'd be like, man, turn it off. I'm turning this shit off, McGee. But I, I'm mindful of how I say it, you know what I'm saying, publicly especially. Like, if we if we doing a one-on-one, I'd be like, man, because... It's a lot of hot rappers out right now that's killing the game with the hits and they they rapping out here. I told my patron saints one time I, I revealed like how I felt about certain rappers and, and like, you know, but I you know, publicly I've been I've been tucking it in. But man, I'd be dying inside. Cause I'm a music person. I love music. I love hip hop, and when it when it ain't when it ain't good, it just burn. It just chaps my hide. It, it burns my soul, and I be looking at all these hits, and I be wa- I be watching the award shows, and I be looking at the nominees, and I just be like, the bars is the bars is subpar. The bars is mad subpar, man. But I, I don't want to call out individual artists because it's just like, you know what I'm saying, I can just keep it on the tuck. But just don't ask me directly. If you ever interview me, if you ever don't ask me directly because I'll be trying to be honest. But at the same time, don't ask me. Because God damn, man. I'll be wanting to say stuff, but, you know, I'll be trying to be mindful, man. Anyway, I'm cutting off the IG live. I'm cutting off the IG live. If you want to see the rest of this episode, join my Patreon. You can you can watch the rest of this as we roll through. If not, you're just going to have to watch the episode when it drops tomorrow. So Instagram, I'm cutting you off. If you want to continue, join my Patreon. How do you do that? Go to my page. Click the link in my bio. Click the Patreon tab. Join up right here, right now. I challenge you to join up right now. If you're not a patron saint, then you're just going to have to watch the rest of this episode tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Don't talk about you feel me. Um, But yeah, y'all. And some of y'all that was in the, you know, the patron saints that I was talking to that I ventilated to, I was just like, man, these bars is trash. And I just, you know. But I got to be mindful of how how I talk and how I present it, and and I'm sensitive too. Like you know, when I really like an artist, I'll be I'll be defensive. I've always been that way though. Like if I love an artist, whether it be an actor, actress, 
singer, rapper, whatever. If I really love y'all, I'll be going to war for y'all. Like, I'll be like, you ain't going to talk that shit about them. Not on my watch. Are you defensive about artists you like? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Who's your favorite music artist? Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Mm -hmm. So if anybody was like, yeah. I just feel like Stevie Wonder's overrated. Shut your <laughs> no, you don't. You're lying. Nobody thinks that about Stevie Wonder. I just happen to feel as if it's dated. No. Who's I... your favorite actor? Ooh. And, and, and I'm going to ask you this. Are you as protective over an actor as you are a musician? Because I feel like music hits us differently than this is true than acting. I'm not as defensive. Okay. I don't know if I have a favorite actor. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because here's the thing with music that a lot of people may or may not know or be aware of. Music is more so we live with it more. Like, you know, we watch a movie, we like it, you're like, yeah, we might watch it again. We might not ever see it again. Yeah. We might watch it one time and be like, yo, that was a good-ass movie. I only saw it once. <laughs> But with music, you listen to a song you love over and over again. It's tied to memories. It's tied to, man, this takes me back to 11th grade. Mm -hmm. It comes on. Randomly. comes on. It brings it, it. It'll take you to a moment in time immediately. You're just like, man, I remember. And it's associated. And you, you know, you, you carry it with you. You drive and you're studying. You're going to class. You're leaving. You, you, you're having a breakup. You're having a fight. Whatever it is. We carry that music with us, so it's like it's more it's more energy on it. It's more feeling attached. So I feel like with musicians, it's like, don't you talk about Stevie Wonder now. Right. I'll kill you right here dead. It's also their personal poetry, so you have to protect them. Yeah. So it's like they wrote something that's connected to my soul, so now it's personal. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very defensive about my musicians that I like. Nas is my favorite rapper. You talk about Nas, I'm pulling up. I'm like, what you mean he be picking trash beats? You a trash beat. I love Sade. I love like Jill Scott, Erica Badu, um, Wu-Tang Clan, The Roots, Outkast. This is me. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Hey, y'all ain't going to talk shit about these artists I like. And I'll be defensive. Like even, even, even the newer artists like Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, Janae Aiko, SZA, I will ride for them in the comment section. I'll be like, oh, you're being disrespectful. I ain't going to have it. But then there are artists, there's some artists I ain't got no respect for. Like, I don't like how you roll. I don't like how you move. And I don't want to put them on blast, is but is that know. because of their music or it's because of their, their music? Life? It's okay. because of the music, and then some of the personal stuff seeps in, and one false move on the personal side, and I'm just like, because there are some there are some artists where I don't like their music, but I like them as as people. Okay, so this is like, man, I wish I liked your music because you seem like a really dope individual, but your music sucks. But you you all right? That happens a lot. To where I'm that just like a lot the other way. What the where their music is great, but now you don't know if you nah, can like yeah. them as a person. Because sometimes, sometimes you don't want to meet you here. You don't want to know too much about the people you love, because then you'd be like, "That's how you've been. This is who you were the whole time." 
I keep checking on Stevie Wonder, though. He's good. Stevie Besides Wonder. all the kids he has, which is fine. I mean, hey, you know, hey, listen. Wait, how many kids does he have? A lot. Oh. I think the youngest one is like seven right now. So he's still getting it in. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I, ain't, I don't be having no excuse. Like People be asking me, you want more kids? And I'll be like, I'm too old. But then you got Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Stevie They're Wonder. They're taking care of their kids. Yeah, that's true. They got nannies yeah. and, and, and butlers and yeah. such. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Too busy uh, this fall to cook? But want to make sure you're eating well with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the, and the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning up too, while still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy, then go back to crushing your goals. Adjust your stride uh, this autumn without missing a step. Choose from 34 plus weekly flavor packed Fresh, never frozen meals ready to eat in two minutes. And you can level up with Gourmet Plus options too. Prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. You can treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Um, That's fancy. So you can be fancy. Some of y'all got fancy tastes. Now, just because you're eating on the go, you're moving around, and you, you still want to be fancy. You want to be bougie, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Factor has that option for you. I'm not bougie. I'm the type of person, I'll eat the same thing every day for months and be fine. I'll be like, man, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's me. And I've never been to a super fancy restaurant. I've never been. I've never been to like a super expensive where where where, where my meal is like $200. I've never, I've never done that. Have you? Yeah, you've been so. how much? What's the most you've ever spent? Or I mean, get it was spent? probably like lobster tail or crab mm -hmm. legs or something, and it was probably like seventy. The market price was seventy bucks okay. for just me, uh -huh. you know. Plus, so you, plus a martini on top of that. Okay, so we're looking at ninety. Yeah, plus a tip. Plus a tip. So you walked away. You spent over a hundred dollars on the meal. Yeah, and you felt good. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I wasn't hungry anymore. <laughs> Damn. But was the food worth Do you feel like the taste matched the, the price? I feel like you put that in your mind that it will. Okay. So when you're eating it, you're like, yeah, yeah. this is the best. This is $70 yeah. right Look here. Look at that butter. Yeah. <laughs> but then ultimately, you were just like, if I never went back, I'd be fine. Yeah. If I spend mad money on a meal, I need it to be where I'm just like, it ain't never gonna get no better than what I had that day, that that fateful night where my meal was three hundred dollars. That that was the best thing I've ever tasted. What would it be? I'm a breakfast guy. Ooh, three hundred dollar breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 they can make a three hundred dollar breakfast to where I'm just like. Take me home right here, right now. <laughs> then I'll be like, okay. Um, but I've never. I'm gonna go to a fancy restaurant. I'm a. I'm a. One day I'm a splurge, 
and go to a super epic, expensive, fancy restaurant. I don't know. I don't know what the genre is going to be. I don't know. It's probably going to be vegan, but I'm going to see what it is. See what all the hype is about. See how I feel after and be like, I don't think it was worth it. But anyway, factor though. Factor. Also, if you're looking for calorie conscious options during the, the busy season, try delicious dietitian approved calorie smart meals with, with around or less than 500 calories per serving. That's what I had. When I had factor, my meal was about 550 calories. I had the tofu and the rice meal and it was really good. Like I, I threw it in that microwave and I ate it. I had a good time. I didn't feel guilty. I know how many calories I took in. So I really like having that, um, that information of just like, all right, this right here is already pre-proportioned. So you know how many calories you're getting in this. Cause when I cook myself, my when you do when you do the calorie math in your head, you're gonna fudge the numbers every time. You're gonna be like, all right, this is about and you're gonna get seconds. You the serving sizes ain't gonna match up with what they saying on the thing. So it's it's always cool to have a meal where everything is already calculated for you. Head to factormeals.com slash verbal50. And that's factormeals.com slash verbal50. And use the code verbal50 to get 50% off. That's half. That's divorce. 50% off your meal. So that's verbal50 at factormeals.com slash verbal50 to get 50% off your order. So get in on that, man. Let me know how, let me know how it was. Let me know how it felt. Let me know how it tasted. Let me know how your soul felt. Did you feel relieved? Did you feel satisfied? Let me know. I'm hungry right now. I'm, I'm fasting. I'm hungry right now. What'd you eat today? Um, I had a banana. Okay. That's about it so far. Oh, so you you kind of in these streets with me a little, a little bit. bit. A little bit. Do you normally not really eat until? No, I'll eat lunch, but been busy. Then you had to fill in for a meal today. So the <laughs> banana, did it have brown spots on it? Was it green? Was it pure yellow? It was pure yellow. Okay, is that it your gets preferred? It's a little too brown. It's a little too sweet. Okay. Do you like the freckles on there? No. So no freckles. You want pure yellow. I need it pure yellow. No green, though. No green. Okay. I don't want it crunchy, but I don't want it too soft. That's a sweet spot right there. You got to get right in on the pure yellow. Yeah. Okay. I like the brown in there. Mm. Freckle me mm. out. Throw in the yes. Mm. Stories to tell. That banana be like toe. You probably talk with your mouth full of banana. Yeah, just like one thing I hate are banana onions. You know what that is? No. When you peel a banana and there's that string that's oh. still on the, I hate the banana string. Always take those. Oh off. my God. It's something off. about the banana string that grosses me the hell out. I'm like, ugh. I call it the banana onion. Because I grew up never a fan of onions. Was never a fan. Uh, let me see what the Patriot Saints. Side note a lot of people joined the Patreon this afternoon. Ike Not Turner, Liv Yang, Diva by Nature, Criterion Connex, Moya Jackson, and Baby Leg all joined the Patreon today. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, let me, but let me see what the Patreon Saints have thrown up in the. Uh, what the hell? What the hell going on, Shawnee? Maybe changing up my page. 
Bear with me here. Let me cue it up. Let me cue up some of the topics the patron saints want me to touch on, if you will. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Geraldine Townsend asks, what are your five favorite movie snacks and why? Oh, hard-hitting questions. Popcorn is OG number one. Popcorn to me, popcorn has trained me. I say that to say that I feel like I need popcorn in order to watch the movie now. So when I don't have popcorn, I'm sitting in the movie theater thinking about, yo, I'm not eating popcorn. The whole movie, like I'm sitting here and I'm not eating popcorn. I'm not eating popcorn. I'm just not eating popcorn. For two hours, I'm like, yo, I'm watching. This is, this is a great performance, but I'm not eating popcorn. So even when I don't have the popcorn, I'm thinking about how I'm not having the popcorn. That's how ingrained the popcorn is in me now. So I need the popcorn. Popcorn. Um, I really like Reese's Pieces. Um, I don't really get the candies. Me getting candy is like super rare. I'll probably get candy once every 10 years. But I'm a fan of Reese's Pieces in the movie theater. Um, now, there's an AMC in Porter Ranch. There's probably various AMCs where you can get vegan, taco, uh, vegan nuggets. So they have some impossible nuggets in theaters now. And you can get you, you, can get you some, some impossible nuggets, which are good. And so if they have that option, I love, I love the nuggets. Um, Sabrina, she would mix the nuggets in the popcorn. She would merge the two, just having a good ass time. Um, so those three, and then um, there was, there was a phase where I was nachos. I would get some nachos, you know what I'm saying? Never passionate about it, but uh, I would indulge, if you will. And then for a fifth movie snack, and mind you, I'm thinking, I'm thinking you're talking about movie theater, uh, Geraldine. Now, if you're talking about snacks at home, that's a that's a different list. But if we're talking about at the movies, popcorn, Reese's Pieces, Impossible Nuggets now. Oh, oh, number five, OG though, before I went vegetarian. I used to like a good all beef Frank. A nice all beef frank there was a there's a a cheap movie theater um in north hollywood over there by the strip club and um me and the baker boys used to go all the time you know that's where the, that's where the older movies go right before they transitioned into video right and we would go you know two dollar two dollars movies two dollars the hot dogs were a dollar let me get the all beef Frank. Let me get the all beef Frank, man. So those are probably like the ultimate movie snacks on the movie on the movie table. What you got on yours? Definitely popcorn's number one. Have you ever had um, nutritional yeast on your popcorn? No. But you know it because you're vegan, right? So yeah. That's in like everything. Nutritional yeast. Uh huh. I use it. I cook with it. I cook yeah. my tofu with Put it. Put it on your popcorn. Really? It's like a little cheesy, a little bit. It's a game changer. I carry it with me. I take it to the theater. Can't have it without it. You got the nutritional yeast with the yellow label? Yeah. Yeah. The brags? Yes. Mm -hmm. 
I got the cabinet mm-hmm. full of that right oh, now. Because yeah. I, I I make the, the tofu with mm-hmm. it. So on the, popcorn, on the popcorn, it tastes like Parmesan cheese? A little bit. Uh, less... Um, Parmesan cheese is really specific taste, but yeah. it's, it's just like cheesy in general. It's so good. You done unlocked. You done unlocked something else. It's gonna change it, but then you you stand up from the theater. Of and course, you, it's all over you. Of yeah. course, yeah, but it's worth it. Shit, never knew. My nose is bleeding right now. <laughs> this is this is this is epic. All right, so you got the popcorn. Got the popcorn. Uh, I I like a hot pretzel. Okay. I do the hot pretzel if I'm going to do a snack. Hot pretzel is good. Yeah. The salt, the big soft joint. Oh, yeah. yeah. With salt on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good time. If I do a candy, I'll do a milk dud because they last forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be working on those <laughs> when you're done with the movie. <laughs> I think that's all I'll eat there. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It was hard for me to come yeah. up with five. Yeah. I was like, man, five. Okay. Um... I forgot about the salt pretzel though. Mm. Salt pretzel is mm-hmm. a good time. Pretzel bites. Yeah, I love pretzel those. bites. Mm-hmm. I would, uh, you know, if uh, if they got a Wetzel pretzel in the building, it's a wrap. You like that over Annie Ann's? They're about equal. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't, I'm not a fan of the big salt dots. Oh. The big, you know, the ones with the huge salt uh, uh-huh. sprinkles on there. Yes. It'd be a little too much. Yes. But like uh, a good, a good soft pretzel. Let me let me take, let me put the hot pretzel on my list. I'm gonna take off. Uh, what did I say? I said popcorn, Reese's pieces, the nuggets. What was the nachos? I'm gonna take nachos off. Replace that with the with the hot pretzel. Yeah, I'm more passionate about the hot pretzel. Mm-hmm. But the beef frank is staying on there. Okay. Back in old Tony. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, to answer your question about my set, uh, Netta, she asked Tony, different set from Ball Brothers for your last uh, solo shows. I need to know. Uh, you came to Ball Brothers two times already. I'm going to keep asking. Okay, okay. So if you come see me in the fall or winter and it's me headlining solo, um, some of those jokes may be the same, but it won't be the exact same set. Some of the jokes will probably be the same, but I'll probably be doing a lot more different stuff. Um, if you come during, if you come during, what city are you in? Oh, you in ATL, so you would come to Tampa. Yeah, Tampa, it would be it would be a different set. Some of the jokes will be the same, but a lot of it won't be. So that's up to you. But it, it definitely won't be the exact same set. And thanks for coming to see me two times at the Ball Brothers, too. That's a real one. And Tampa, it's one night only. It's New Year's Eve only in Tampa. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? I feel like you probably did know that because, you know, if it's too hot, you ain't going to get that good sleep. If it's too cold, you ain't going to get, you know, the good sleep. So I think we had a feeling about temperature and sleep. If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Maze Bed Sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. And did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? I didn't know that. That's disgusting. <laughs> but it makes sense. If you're in the bed sweating, you sweating throughout the night, you smashing... 
Some of y'all be smashing in the bed and just laying in it like, oh, oh, that was a good time. How long you been working for the fur? You know, whatever y'all talk about post-sex. Like, oh, that was crazy. How'd you like the meal? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, damn, that's that right there. Excuse my language, but man. A toilet seat? Anyway, it can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses, and it's just gross. Miracle Made offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding such as sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that present that prevent 99% of bacteria and require three times less laundry. This sounds like a dream right here. So we're getting our temperature regulated and we're getting the bacteria regulated. This is a no-brainer right here. Uh, self-cooling properties for better quality sleep using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA. Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. And it's self-cleaning. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Luxurious comfort and quality miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than the bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. And they're designed for your skin. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne, so you can sleep clean with Miracle. So, I'm getting in on this. I want in on it. I don't want to be sleeping on the toilet seat no more. I'm out. I'm out the sleeping on the toilet seat game. I used to sleep on toilet seats back in the day. Like that's, you know, when I when I was coming up, when I was grimy, grimy tone, grimy tone that was in the streets, that was out here, I was sleeping on toilet seats, you feel me? I was out here. I was laid out on the rim, out here just sleep, drooling face, face on the rim piece. That's how I slept. That's how gritty it was. But now, I'm going to try this miracle stuff, man. So go to trymiracle.com slash verbal to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use the promo code verbal at checkout, you'll get three free tiles and save an extra 20%. That's a hell of a deal right there. So upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash verbal and use the code verbal to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash verbal. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Uh, Somebody said in the comments they can't picture grimy Tony. Let me tell you something, Latoya Larkin. I'm grimy. I'm gritty, man. I'm out here. Y'all don't want none of this. Old Tony, gritty, grimy Tony, Wu-Tang Tony. You don't want no parts of this, man. See, 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 y'all see me as like a little happy-go-lucky good guy, man. I'm filth. I am filth McGirt right here. You know what I'm talking about? I sleep in a phone booth every night. Ain't no phone in it no more. They ripped the phone out. I just sleep in that phone booth with a pissy sheet right over me. 
That's how grimy I am. Nightly. See, y'all, y'all never see me sleep at night. Y'all don't know where I sleep. Y'all know, y'all know what my house look like, sure. But I leave my house every night and go to that phone booth. I feed the cats and get the hell up out of there just to stay grimy and on edge. Don't ever, don't ever think. You got me, man. Don't ever think. You know, Tony's a nice good guy. No, I'm not. I am filth personified. This is my real voice. The other voice, this voice right here is fake. This is this is just fake. I'm trying to win y'all over. I'm trying to be the nice guy. But this, this is how I've really been talking since I was seven. I was seven years old talking like this. I was like, hey, kindergarten teacher, I got to go to the bathroom. And I would go to the bathroom and take a nap on the toilet. That's how gritty I am, man. Don't ever get it twisted. Don't you ever get it twisted. You hear me? Um, but let me continue. <laughs> let me continue the black cinema beef. So we already did. Now, now going back, if you're new here, I've, I've, I've said that black cinema was better in the 90s than it was in the 2000s, especially with the dramas. So uh, I've been doing head-to-heads. I've been doing head-to-heads, and I've been doing the, the 90s versus the 2000s, the, the decade versus the decade. And so we already did 1990 versus 2000, 91 versus 2001, 92 versus 2002. So now it's time for another round. Okay. So now... We're 1993 versus 2003. Black cinema, black movies. All right? 93 versus 2003. <laughs> Somebody said, Zay Nova said, that sounded like Mars Simpson's sisters. <laughs> Side note, I love her sisters, man. They are so funny to me. Um, all right, 93. Here we go. 93, you had CB4, just another girl on the IRT. Who's the man? Posse, Minister Society. Asterisk here, what's love got to do with it? Is that a black movie? I, want, I lean towards yes, because you had two black leads about black entertainers. And that's the crux of the story. So I'm going to go with yes. Um, and the cast was mostly black. So we'll, we'll include that. What's love got to do with it? Poetic Justice. Meteor Man. Bofa. Another asterisk. Another asterisk. Sister Act 2. Is that a black movie? I don't know. Because I feel like it's a sequel to a non-black movie. They blackened it up a little bit more on the sequel because they, they were teaching at a certain school. The classroom was diverse. Even though you had Lauren Hill, you had Tanya Blunt, you had the dude from City High, but you also had the white kids at the school too. 
Where was the Latino kids? Wasn't they in New York? Were they in New York? What city? San Francisco. Oh, San Francisco. Okay. All right. Never mind. Where's the Asian kids in that classroom? <laughs> if we're in San Francisco, where were the Asian kids? You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? So the crowd, the patron saints are saying Sister Act 2 is a black film. Okay, so Sister Act 2 is definitely more black than Sister Act 1, for sure, 100%. Um, okay, so we got that. So that's 1993's Black Side, right? 2003, we got Biker Boys, Deliver Us from Eva, Head of State, Dysfunctional Family, that's uh, Eddie Griffin's um, concert movie for a stand-up. Asterisk is Bad Boys 2, a black movie. White director in Michael Bay, white producers in Jerry Bruckheimer. Two black leads, though. Two black leads. And they had a shootout with the Klan in the opening shot. <laughs> they had a shootout with the Klan in the opening shot. It's Bad Boys 2, a black film. I I lean towards no. Because I feel like they just happen to be black for Bad Boys 2. I feel like, you know, you could have put two two white actors in the same in the same joint and it would still be bad boys matter of fact that movie was supposed to be for john lovitz and uh david spade not david spade john lovitz and who was the other guy from snl garth oh uh dana carvey dana carvey and john lovitz wow. that was supposed to be bad boys Yikes. i can't even <laughs> fathom that um i don't know if i would consider bad boys to a black film though I don't know. Um, and then The Fighting Temptations. So though that's 2003's offering. So we got 93 versus 2003. Who y'all got? Coco Post says 93. Latoya, 93 wins. Sam, 93. Uh, 93. OJ was supposed to be determined in 93, 93. Uh, 93 is overwhelmingly getting picked. And 2003 was outnumbered. But I mean, what's love got to do with it? Minister Society, Sister Act 2. I know y'all love Sister Act 2 more than I do. Only because I saw it late and I just thought it was a cute film. How old were you when you saw Sister Act 2? Seven. Oh, so it's especially you. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw it too movie. late. You know, it was cute. Especially if somebody builds it up for you and oh. then you see it late. That's the worst. Build You're it. already like, I hate it. They was like, I'm not going to like it. Whatever you got to watch Sister Act 2, no. Tom. They threw me on the grill. They browned me on both sides. Yeah. And I was a grown man. I was like, it's cute. <sighs> you know. But if I was seven, sky's the limit. Mm -hmm. So 93 wins. All right, let's go. Well, you're right, Miranda. I'm not going to get started. Okay, let's go to 1994 versus 2004. Black cinema. Okay, 94. Here we go. 94, you got House Party 3, Sugar Hill, Above the Rim, 
Crooklyn. Fear of a black hat. Asterisk. Blank man. Is Blank Man a black film? Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, Robin Givens, uh, white director. They're saying yes, black film. Okay. Blank Man. Fresh. Jason's lyric. Asterisk. I like it like that. I like it like that. Not a lot of people have seen this movie. But when I tell you it's one of my favorite movies, I like it like that, though, involves a Latino family. It's a it's a it's a Latino uh romantic comedy directed by an African American woman. So I'm not sure where I like it like that will fall under the black cinema umbrella. But uh, Danielle Martin is African-American. And Lauren Velez, Lauren Velez is, she's part black, I think, right? She's Afro-Latina. So, so with that being said, is it included here? So I like it like that has the asterisk. Some of y'all say yes, some of y'all say no. Um, Drop Squad, a low-down, dirty shame. 2004, we got my baby's daddy. You got served. Barbershop 2, Never Die Alone. Johnson Family Vacation. Breaking All the Rules. Soul Plane. She Hate Me. The Cookout. Mr. 3000, Fat Albert. This is another case of the 90s smacking the shit out of the 2000s, man. It's just... First of all, Sugar Hill was an amazing dramatic piece with Wesley Snipes. Crooklyn was amazing, a Spike Lee joint. Uh, Fear of a Black Hat was a better CB4, in my opinion. Fresh... Is one of the, the best dramas to come out of the 90s. Fresh is an absolutely heartbreaking, amazing film. If you haven't seen Fresh, I highly recommend it. It's good. It's, it's a downer, but it is outstanding. Jason's lyric is probably one of my favorite love stories. Jason's lyric is a beautiful love story. It's tragic, but it's beautiful to me. And like, I really like Jason's lyric. Like, I like the setting, the vibe the soundtrack, the cast. I really feel like Jason's lyric was extremely well done. Um, I like it like that. I love I like it like that. I loved every morsel of that movie. But And Low Down Dirty Shame was just a good-ass time. I love the Low Down Dirty Shame. And I love uh, Shade Room posted a happy birthday to Jada Pinkett uh, yesterday. And they were like, what's, what's your favorite Jada Pinkett role? And for me, it's Peaches. Jada Pinkett as Peaches in that movie. I loved her in that movie. Like her personality, her energy. She was fine too in that joint. And I was just like, man, Peaches. I was all in. Like I would love to have an assistant like that. Um, so it's 94 all day for me. 
94 all day. 2004, I give you the barbershop too. Never Die Alone was gritty but kind of forgettable. And then I hated She hated me. I did not like She Hate Me. I don't, I'm not going to say I hated it, but I didn't like it. Yeah, 2004, it was flimsy. It was a flimsy year for black cinema. So I'm going with 94. Um, before I get out of here, let's get to a couple of this or that's, if you will. Y'all got some this or that's up in here? Okay, Salim, breaking even, no minimum uh, profit on on every film henceforth or every time a joke lands on stage, the crowd gives a collection. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me let me reread this question. This is a complicated question. Breaking even, no minimum profit. On every film henceforth or every time a joke lands on stage, the crowd gives a collective one-second laugh. So wait, what's the what's the question? No to little profit on film. Oh, okay. No to little profit on films or one second laughs in stand up. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. I can't have the I can't have the one second laughs. I can't have that. I can't have the one second laughs. People like, huh? That's it every show? I would die inside. I'm definitely, I need those laughs. I need the laughs to linger. I need the, I need the giggling. I need the eye wipes. I need the lean overs. I need, I can't just be doing no one second laughs. Hell no. Hell no, man. Nope. Give me the, give me the no profit, the minimal profit movie stuff. Yeah. I need those laughs as a live performer because the laughter, making people laugh feeds my soul. You understand? So money doesn't necessarily feed my soul. It feels good. It's important, but it doesn't feed my soul. It kind of feeds me literally because I can buy myself food. I mean, there's that, but you know what I mean? Um, Terrence C. asks, would you rather rob a bank using a rubber chicken or be in a high-speed chase on a moped? I feel like the high-speed chase would be more entertaining. I'm on the moped. I'm dipping. I'm slipping and dipping. I'm going through people's yards. I'm going through people's patios. Seeing them, what, what you don't know about their moped now, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be hard to catch because I'm, I'm going to get in the places the police cars can't necessarily get in. I'm on the moped. I'm on the sidewalk. I'm cutting through alleys. I'm dipping through people's yards, you know. I'm going down by the river. Down by the river. I'm down there. I'm on the moped. They were like, man, we can't get in there, man. He got the moped. It's a tight squeeze. I'm in the tight squeezes. And people, they're going to be watching it in the helicopter overhead. It's going to be on the news. They were like, yo, man. People going to start rooting for me. They're like, man, go. Moped. Moped tone. I mean, and they're going to be on the news. Stand-up comedian Tony Baker is getting chased down on a moped. And everybody's going to be all in. And then I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to serve time. And when I come out, people are going to come to my live shows and be like, yo, tell us about the moped chase. I'm like, I'm glad y'all asked. And then I can go into my set about the moped chase. But the rubber chicken bank robbery, that ain't, that ain't going to be enough. I'm going to pull out the rubber chicken and be like, everything in the bag. They're going to look at me and hit the button in my face. They're going to be like, is that a rubber chicken? They're going to press the button. 
I ain't going to get no bags of nothing. The people in line going to stand back up and be like, get out on the ground. They're going to be like, wait, is that a rubber chicken? They're going to stand up. The old lady behind me going to be like, you dummy. She's going to hit me with her purse. I'm going to get hit in the head with Werther's Originals going to fly on her bag. Nah, man. Give me the moped chase, man. That's entertainment. I'm going to be a laughing stock in the penitentiary with the rubber chicken robbery. They're going to call me rubber chicken in the pen. Hey, rubber chicken, man. Pick the soap up. They're going to be standing behind me, man. The Aryan Brotherhood would like you to pick up the soap. Rubber chicken, we'll, we'll handle the rest. Nah, man. Moped chase. I roll up in the penitentiary after the moped chase. I'm going to get props. They're going to they gonna, they gonna spread. I'm going to be walking through the crowd. They're going to be like, hey, it's going to be murmurs. They're going to be like, hey, that's, that's the dude on, on the moped. They were... They were he was chasing him on the moped. That's that guy right there. That's the guy I was telling you about. He was on the moped. I'm going to be a legend in the penitentiary, man. Moped toe. So, yes, I'm going with the moped. Uh, this or that from Keisha Clark. Lobato. Uh, this or that. Bruce Willis or Mel Gibson. Mm. That's tough. Shenanigans aside, I'm removing the Mel Gibson shenanigans from the equation, okay? Because... His shenanigans are like, hey, man. Growing up, I was a huge fan of both these men growing up uh, in the 80s. I love the show Moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepard. I loved, I loved it. And so when he transitioned into movies, like he was in Blind Date and Die Hard, I was like, yes, yo, I want to go see it. Bruce, I like Bruce Willis. And then when I actually saw Die Hard, I was like, God damn, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. So Bruce Willis holds a special place in that regard because I loved him on TV and then I watched his transition in the movies. And, you know, Die Hard is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, the Sixth Sense is, is just a masterpiece. Pulp, he was great in Pulp Fiction. You know, The Fifth Element is dope. Um, his voice, like, you know, when he voiced uh, the baby on Look Who's Talking, it was just like Bruce Willis feels like you know, he's been in my life a long time. But Mel Gibson also has been in my life a long time. Um, from Mad Max, Mad Max was my introduction to Mel Gibson, the first Mad Max. And then the Road Warrior at the time, I was like, yo, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like the Road Warrior was amazing. And if you look at any, if you look at any action, the best action movies of all time list. Road Warrior is usually included somewhere high on the list. Um, and so is Die Hard. So they both have those. But also, when I really started to love Mel Gibson was Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, I saw it in theaters. Uh, and I remember, like, my one thing I, I love about my family is that they took us to the movies. They took us to the movies. Before my dad got cable and got cheap, he used to take us to the movies. Every weekend we was at the movies, my mom would take us to the movies. And so a lot of times I would see movies that I had no clue what we were walking into. And I was just like, and Lethal Weapon was one of those movies. So we go see Lethal Weapon. Uh, I think it was opening weekend. I was blown away. I was like, yo, this movie is fire. The, the dynamic between Riggs and Murtaugh, 
the action, the the grittiness. It was just like, yo, this movie is perfect. It was the it was the buddy cop formula. Where I was just like, man, this is amazing. Cause it was like it was edgy, and like movies were edgier back in the eighties. And I was just like, this is amazing. And so Lethal Weapon Two, I thought was even better. I was like, yo, Lethal Weapon Two is goddamn amazing. And so you know, with the Lethal Weapon franchise and Mad Max. I was just like, yo, Mel Gibson is my guy. And then Bird on the Wire. And then, like, you know, um, the other stuff he was doing. And then his transition into, you know, directing and, like, you know, being in drama. He's doing dramas. He's doing, like, comedy. What Women Want and, like, Signs and, like, you know, all this other stuff. And then Payback. And Mel Gibson has... Mel Gibson has this crazy edge to him, like this look in his eye that he can just pull off. And I guess he has a part of that in his real life, but it's just like, yo, Mel can be really scary with those eyes as well. But it was something, it was something about the charm and the regular everyday vibe of Bruce Willis that I, I just gravitate towards. That's why Bruce Willis is able to be, he could be like a tough guy or he could just be a regular guy that didn't sign up for this. That's why John McClane worked because you really felt like, yo, this is a regular dude who didn't sign up for this. And he's just caught up in the mix. And... Damn. I'm going to have to go with Bruce Willis, though. Bruce Willis. Now, if I had to battle between franchises, diehard franchise versus Lethal Weapon, that's a different conversation. But since we just talking Bruce Willis versus Mel Gibson, I'm going to go with Bruce Willis. Shout out to Bruce Willis. I hope he's doing well. Um... And then one final, one final this or that. Um, Okay. I like this question. A Christopher Nolan Terminator trilogy or a James Cameron Batman trilogy? Damn. This is, this is tough. I think I might go with I might go with a James Cameron Batman trilogy. I think I would I would like to see that. Because I feel like I feel like I've already seen enough Terminators to be like I don't I don't think there's there's much else that can be done at this point. Batman, we can keep the ball rolling. Like we've seen, we've seen, we've seen the Tim Burton Batman, and you know, I like the first two uh, Tim Burton Batmans. I like the I like the Tim Burton Batmans. Then we come around, and then I hated the Joel Schumacher Batmans, of course. But then I liked the Christopher Nolan Batman, and then this latest Batman that came out with uh, Robert Pattinson, I liked it. So it's like. Yeah. Now Terminator, on the other hand, Terminators were, the first two Terminators were outstanding. Then the third one was solid. The third one was solid to me. I feel like it gets a bad rap. And then Terminator Genesis was garbage. Terminator Salvation was disappointing. 
Terminator uh, Dark Fate was actually pretty good. I feel like people overlooked that movie because of just the bad taste of the other Terminators left in people's mouths. I feel like Dark Fate got overlooked. But I would rather see that James Cameron Batman because James Cameron, as, as dope as Christopher Nolan is, sometimes he can get ahead of himself in ideas like you know interstellar kind of went off the rails a little bit with the bookcase uh dunkirk got a little boring you know i'm talking about you feel me tenant got a little too heavy in the in the logics and logistics and the in the in the concepts and the you know it was just like wait what what and open Oppenheimer was all paperwork. It was it was a good time, but it was mad. It was mad serious business paperwork. But but, but like y'all said in the in the in the in the chat's word, when Nolan hits, he hits, and that's absolutely uh, Inception. The majority of Interstellar, I love uh, the Dark Knight trilogy, Memento, The Prestige. Um, but let's not. Let's not sleep on James Cameron. James Cameron knows how to do action. James Cameron doesn't miss. Christopher Nolan has missed. If you look at James Cameron filmography, The Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens, uh, True Lies, Titanic, Avatar, Avatar 2, which was fire as well, The Abyss. He don't make a lot of movies, but them shits be hidden every time. The only, the only movie that's suspect is Piranha, but that was before he got his feet together. We can't even count that. That was before everything. James Cameron does not miss. So I got to see what a Batman under James Cameron looks like. I have to see that. I have to see that. James Cameron probably has the best record of any director I know of. That has that has, you know, an extensive amount of films. Terminator, Terminator 2, Aliens, True Lies, The Abyss, Avatar 1 and 2, Titanic. I gotta go with James Cameron. That's that's my answer. I gotta I gotta see what a Batman under James Cameron looks like. That's gonna be fire. That's gonna be fire. Anyway, I want to thank y'all, man. It's great question. Great question, by the way. Um, I want to thank the Chatsworth, the patron saints. I appreciate y'all. I'm glad y'all are here. Thank you for making the episode better. Leo and the ones and twos. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you for the list and the insight and the chime-ins. Um, anything else to close out with? Oh, I don't think that's it on the closeout. Uh, I want to thank y'all. Don't forget to share this podcast with your people. Like, comment, share, all that good stuff. Spread the word, man. We're having a good time in this podcast, man. Spread the word, man. Get the word out. Help your boy out, man. I'm sick of these low numbers out here, man. Tired of it, man. I come in every week. I need some numbers to, to back that up. Uh, but I appreciate y'all, man. And don't forget to drink more water. And uh, thank you 
for tuning in to another session of that Verbal Cardio.